Hey legends, welcome along to a new episode of Scheme Me Up Body. I am your host, Rodney Stewart. This is, at the moment, a dedicated Star Trek podcast. But, in due course, I want to go all things science fiction. So, right now, just to get you caught up on what we're doing in this podcast, uh, we're going two days a week. And uh, on Tuesdays, we're going to be doing episodes of... The new Star Trek shows like Discovery, we've already done Picard and whatnot, we're going to be doing all those on a Tuesday. And on a Thursday we're going to be doing the classic shows like The Next Generation, uh, the original series, Voyager, DS9, all that good stuff. An episode a week of each of the shows. So right now we're doing uh, the original series on Thursdays. But as I say, at some point I want to jump into doing... All our science fiction shows, so if you're listening to this here and you want to get a little bit of a vote on there and what we're going to do, give me some suggestions for some other classic science fiction shows that we could do and maybe a random Saturday is what I'm thinking of doing. So if uh, uh, a show comes up, we'll do an episode of it every Saturday. That's what I'm planning, that's what I'm thinking about doing, but uh, you know... If anybody's listening to this here and you're interested in science fiction, I would like to hear your suggestions. So, uh, some of the things that I'm thinking about doing, perhaps Doctor Who, the classic series, series is that even a word? I'm not sure. Uh, Jerry Anderson's UFO, perhaps. Uh, just in the subject of Jerry Anderson, what about Space 1999? You know, there's a lot of classic classic shows that you could do on a random saturday series so uh if you want to put your vote on let me know in either the comment section wherever you listen to this here try and throw a comment and let me know but probably the easiest way to do it is to get on to the email which is skim me up body at gmail.com and uh i'll read through them See what you guys think, and uh, we'll see. We'll take it from there. So, let's get into this episode. This is going to be the Menagerie, Part One. All right, guys. So, as you may or may not know, the original pilot of Star Trek wasn't picked up the cage, and uh, it was a well into the 90s before it was released to the public but back in the run of the original series they found an ingenious way of reworking the original pilot under the series and that was within a two-parter called The Menagerie Part 1 and Part 2 so we're just going to be doing Part 1 in this episode so um, the Enterprise, the beginning of the episode arrives at Starbase 11 in response to a subspace call that Spock reported receiving from the former captain of the Enterprise, Christopher Pike. Uh, Spock served with him for, what, seven odd years or so. Uh, he is very, very dedicated to this captain, uh, equally to what he has to Captain Kirk. So um, Spock in this episode is playing well out of character and... Uh, Spock and Captain Kirk meet the Starbase commander, Commodore Mendez. Uh, Mendez informs him that the Captain Pike couldn't have sent 
this call. Uh, he's permanently disabled. Uh, he is unable to move or communicate other than answering yes or no questions with the aid of a device operated by his brainwaves. So he couldn't have sent out a voice message. Uh, Pike refuses to communicate with anyone except for Spock. And uh, after Kirk and Mendez leave the discussion situation, or to discuss the situation, Spock reveals over Pike's repeated no signals that he intends to carry out a plan that he has made. So Spock is working independently on this episode and it's just it's really, really well told in the way that it's done. Uh Mendez confirms that there's no record of any message sent to the Enterprise and he provides Kirk with classified information on the planet Talos V, which was visited by the Enterprise previously under Pike's command in 2254 and is now under strict quarantine. Spock, meanwhile, commandeers the Enterprise by means of falsifying recordings of Captain Kirk's voice. It's genius in the way that he pulls this off in the episode. Uh, he gets Pike up to the ship without anybody in the, the starbase knowing about it. By the time they work out what's happened, it's it's too late. Uh, Spock puts Pike under McCoy's care and orders the ship to depart under computer's control. He sets the, the Enterprise up that it's on this journey to Talos 5. And uh, I'm hoping that I'm saying that right, Talos 5. <laughs> On the notes that I have here, it's in the Roman numerals, so I'll probably have it wrong. I don't think I have, but... Um, yes, uh, Enterprise, essentially, can't be turned from this course until it reaches the planet, and uh, the computer is in full control of the ship at this point. Kirk and Mendez give chase and a Starfleet shuttlecraft, and after several hours upon learning from the computer that the shuttlecraft does not have enough fuel to return to Starbase, Spock has them brought on board. Uh, he's not going to let them uh, risk themselves and die. Uh, Kirk is incredibly smart in this episode. He's playing on the fact that Spock, even though he's working on his own hair, he's pretty much turned his back in Starfleet, apparently. Uh, Kirk is playing the gamble that he, that Spock isn't going to let his friend die in space on a shuttlecraft. So Spock does, he has him brought on board, and then he gives himself up, uh, confessing to the mutiny. And uh, the crew find they're unable to change the current course of the Enterprise, of course. Spock affirms it's heading towards Talos V. Uh, Mendez then convenes a hearing at which Spock requests immediate court-martial which requires three command officers uh, Kirk objects that only he and Mendez are, Mendez are available so they can't do a court-martial but Spock notes that Captain Pike is still listed for active duty and the tribunal begins and Spock offers his testimony. Uh, 
what seems to be video footage of the Enterprise's earlier visit to Talos 5 and 2254. This is where they start to work on the original pilot's uh, footage and there and it's it's genius in the way that it's done because they do say at one point and the shows that you know what are we actually watching here because you know there's no way that this recording could have been recorded on a starship and uh, Spock does say that you know you're going to have to wait and see what's happening here so as far as these guys are concerned what they're seeing on the view screen is impossible but you know what we're actually seeing is the original pilot getting very very smartly woven onto the the current series and just making that connection to the past it was genius on Roddenberry's part to do this two-parter um on the screen the Enterprise arrives at Talos 5 I'm hoping that's 5, I'm sorry guys if it's not uh, in response to a distress call from a survey ship Columbia, lost in 2236 Pike uh, played in the flashbacks by Jeffrey Hunter of course in this episode uh, it's Sean Kenny that's playing Pike but uh, has physical appearance is completely different to what we would have remembered him as anyway he's had a horrific accident that's left him paralyzed and disfigured and you know he can't speak he can't move and it's just he's he's a prisoner within his own body at this point uh but back in the view screen and the footage from the original episode uh pike and the away party beam down to the planet Spock is there, of course, where they encounter a group of survivors, including a young woman named Vina, uh, played by Susan Oliver. I, now, I want to say the vast majority of the uh, end credits to Star Trek. Now, forgive me, I might be a little bit off on this here because a lot of the viewings that I've been doing on Star Trek over the last few years has all been on Netflix so you know every time an episode finishes you get the you know it's set that it skips directly to the next episode and it doesn't play the credits normally but I do believe for a good lot of those uh, credits Susan Oliver's character from the original uh, pilot was in the the credits at the end of the show for a while um, this character that she plays Vina she was born shortly after the crash of the Columbia. Dr. Boyce, uh, Pike's chief medical officer, establishes that the survivors are all in perfect health. Despite the circumstances, uh, Vina promises to show Pike the secret of their health and leads them to a rocky outcropping. Two aliens emerge from a hidden door. They stun Pike and they carry him through the door and uh, away from the, the, the rest of the, the land party. Uh, Vina, the other survivors in their camp suddenly disappear. Pike has been adopted by the Talusians, humanoid aliens with the power to create illusions and distinguishable from reality. Um, if you want to hear more about the cage, 
I did it on this podcast way, way back at the beginning of it. So skip back and find that episode and you'll get an in-depth one there. Um, but back in the present day in the tribunal, uh, the scene is interrupted by a message from Starfleet Command which reveals that the images they have been viewing are being transmitted, transmitted from Talos 5. And Mendez is placed in command of the Enterprise. But Spock begs Kirk to see the rest of the transmission. Uh, that's basically where we finish off on this episode. It's just uh, Spock at this point has mutinied, kidnapped his, his original captain, and trying to take him to a, a planet that's off limits to anyone essentially so at, at this stage uh, it looks like they're just going to throw the book at him and uh, not see the rest of the stuff um, I was caught out in a major way with part 2 of this episode as well it's been a long time since I sat down to watch it and uh, it's good it's good stuff uh, The Menagerie uh, was a solution to the large and growing problem that shows production Special effects, unprecedented for weekly television production, were causing delays. I'm just going through some of the other notes I have here. There's not really anything that you really need to hear. And I'm going to cut this very short because I'm pretty sure you can hear in the background this clicking, clicking, click, 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 click. There is a, a hailstorm starting to batter in to the office. So I think I'm going to cut the episode very quickly here. But uh, this episode is the menagerie the menagerie part one and part two are classic episodes and uh, I like the way that they went back and gave Captain Pike you know they could have quite easily just put the cage on the shelf and never looked at it again like as I say like the, the show was originally aired way back in 1966 and uh, the menagerie or the cage sorry if memory serves I think it was in the 1990s before it was actually released for the public to see it in its original cut but uh, I think it was just a, a nice touch to bring Pike in in this way and give him that little piece of you know, just this guy was here. This is this is the guy that started it all out, and just to give him that little pat in the back for being that character, even though you know it was a field pilot originally. Uh, absolutely fantastic! I love Star Trek and the the storytelling of it. So so good, and uh, this is some of the best in my opinion. The the Menagerie Part 1 and Part 2. So we're going to do Part 2 next Thursday. So if you're interested in hearing more about Star Trek and just delving into a little bit of old school science fiction, come join me on Tuesdays and Thursdays at this point for Wifsky Me Up Body. So uh, that's going to do it. And once again, if you have any suggestions for science fiction shows that we could tackle maybe on a Saturday on the podcast get onto the email scheme me up body at gmail 
com. I would love to hear your suggestions. Guys, stay safe and take care of yourselves. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.